0: I'm Erica Cruz-Guevara, and welcome to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. Over the past several weeks, there's been headline after headline about gun violence. There was a shooting in Antioch that killed a teenager and injured six others, another in the Mission that injured nine people, and one in Balboa Park the next night. Compared to years before the pandemic, gun violence remains high so far this year. And gun violence interventionists say it's gonna take some creative thinking to stop the violence. One thing that community groups in Oakland say can help is to invest in culture.
1: Gun violence doesn't happen in isolation. It's really part of this web of factors that really constitute the quality of life in neighborhoods.
0: So what exactly does it look like to invest in culture? And why do some of the city's leading gun violence prevention groups say this is part of the solution too? Starting today, Oakland is bringing back Town Nights, a collaboration between community groups and the city's Department of Violence Prevention which is facing potential budget cuts as the city deals with a historic deficit. Back in October, we talked about town nights and what we know about how effective it is at stopping gun violence. So today, we're gonna replay that episode for you. Stay with us. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S.
1: It was this super lively, wholesome gathering on a Friday night.
0: Nastia Voynovskaya is an associate editor at KQED Arts & Culture
1: the town nights event i went to was at josie de La cruz park in fruitvale and it was this super intergenerational crowd kind of families mingling uh, there was a bounce house a petting zoo with baby goats and pigs um, there were some really cool custom cars parked on the stage next to the dj um who was playing like dance hall hip-hop reggaeton and then there was also a live performance from Los Racas who are a Panamanian-American hip-hop duo that got their start in Oakland, grew up in East Oakland, kind of performing at youth centers in the community, and now that they're Grammy-nominated artists who've toured the world and have this global platform. They just gave this free, really low-key concert where, like, kids, elders, people of all ages were dancing and having a really good time. So it was a really positive kind of soul-nourishing space.
0: Kind of sounds like a block party to me. What is Town Nights exactly?
1: So, Town Nights uh, was a program in Oakland put on by the Department of Violence Prevention. Um, so yeah, you might think that an event like this would be put on by a concert promoter or some kind of company, but actually it was funded by the city as part of their holistic violence prevention strategy as a way to kind of promote community belonging and social cohesion. So. The way that they did that was by partnering with different community groups with really deep roots. Um, the one that I went to was put on by the group COURAGE, which stands for Communities United for Restorative Youth Justice. Um, they also worked with groups like Homies Empowerment and uh, Bridges, which is an organization in Chinatown, um, the Black Cultural Zone, and others. And so the, these are our community activists working in spaces of public health and violence prevention that have really really deep relationships with the folks li- living in areas and in- most impacted by gun violence in east west and central oakland so the idea was not to have the city or public officials kind of parachute into these spaces but rather have the folks that are that are really building these deep community relationships put on these events let everyone have a good time but also connect people to their resources mm. and
0: it's for the hood, by the hood, because the people who are organizing it are their neighbors.
1: So I spoke with George Galvis. He's the co-founder and executive director of Courage.
0: The root causes, food, clothing, and shelter. And I would probably add like social, emotional health.
1: He really spoke to the need to, as Oakland has this spike in gun violence, to really address the root causes, which he sees as a lack of resources.
0: In 2010, there was a significant drop in gun violence across the Bay Area. Experts attributed it to violence prevention interventions, like town nights that connect people to resources. But at the start of the pandemic, violence levels rose again. 2021 was Oakland's deadliest year since 2006. What do we know about why gun violence has increased in parts of the Bay Area since the pandemic, including in Oakland?
1: When there were still restrictions on gatherings because of COVID, um, violence interrupters from the Department of Violence Prevention and some of these other groups um, weren't going out into communities nearly as much. So people were really cut off from these life-saving forms of assistance. And another reason is just people were um, unemployed, um, the, you know, hunger and food insecurity arose in the community. And Um, People also didn't have um, positive social outlets. Many people were struggling with mental health. And when you add that to the compounded trauma of of some of these underserved communities, um, people point to that as a cause for the rise as well. This is actually something George talked about as well.
0: And so I think it's fair to say that like a lot of our most vulnerable community members were also the ones who were most impacted by this pandemic in terms of social, emotional, financial, everything. You know, if they were already on the edge, they basically are now hanging by a thread or the thread's broken and they've been pushed off the edge, right? So why events like Town Nights to sort of help prevent gun violence? What is it about an event like this that experts say and that the folks you talked with say is necessary.
1: So the the Department of Violence Prevention takes what it calls a public health approach to gun violence. So there's people at the center of the violence, the people who are exposed, the people who are at risk of violence. Then there's this kind of outer circle that they look at that includes connecting people to, to resources that would kind of put them in a better life position that could include housing, um, re-entry coordination, um, youth and young adult employment training, and, and life coaching and things like that. And then there's this outer tier that relates to transforming the social context that violence takes place in. So that also includes arts and culture because culture promotes connection and belonging. It allows people to express themselves and motivates them to get involved in their communities. And all of that is really important as people continue to be isolated because of the pandemic.
0: And Nassio, what do we know about whether events like this actually work at preventing gun violence?
1: The Department of Violence Prevention shared some preliminary data from um, crime statistics during town nights. And so they found that um, across the four weeks, that town nights took place. Homicides and assaults with a firearm were down in West, Central and East Oakland by 37%, which is pretty significant. The activists I spoke with that were part of Town Nights also talked about the difficulty of tracking um the success of violence prevention because it's pretty straightforward to tally up the number of shooting victims in a given week, but um, it, it's much harder to tell how many crimes that would have happened, didn't happen, and and why.
0: If we're going to use data and stats, I think we need to have a full conversation on it that includes the nuances and context.
1: So John Jones III, who's that boss, which stands for Building Opportunity for Self-Sufficiency, put this really well. He's a really experienced violence interrupter, and this is what he said.
0: Well, how do you prove that, A person a was going to shoot person b i intervene person a is not going to go to opd and raise their hands or go to the media and say john is right yeah he stopped me i was going to kill this guy no that's a, not going to convict himself right so i think we do have to change the way we approach this i mean so nastia we talked about all the ways that events like this sort of bring people together and can sort of play the role that it plays in improving the conditions of communities um, as a way of addressing gun violence. Do you think we can expect to see more events like this?
1: Yeah, absolutely. But even without city funding, the community groups involved are continuing to put on these types of feel-good events that also promote civic engagement. There was a community event called the Life is Living Festival, and one of the groups involved was the Black Cultural Zone, which was also um, a group that put on a town nights event. And it had all of these family-friendly activities, um, an edutainment stage, like educational entertainment, um, th- This very afrocentric cultural celebration.
0: I feel like every time we talk about gun violence, there's always this sort of debate about about gun control or a debate about policing. And that stuff is important too. But what did you learn about why we shouldn't forget about the role of culture and investing in community events like these by reporting the story?
1: Yeah, I, I learned that, that gun violence doesn't happen in isolation. It's really part of the this web of factors that really constitute the quality of life in neighborhoods. So after the racial justice protests of 2020, we saw a lot of people talking about alternatives to policing, but we haven't really seen it funded in the same way. For example, in the 2021-2022 fiscal year, the Oakland Police Department budget was $336 million. And in comparison, the Department of Violence Prevention budget was just under $25 million. So we've seen some dep- some positive impacts of the Department of Violence Prevention's efforts, but it's really a- unclear what, what these strategies could really do if, if they aren't funded sustainably or on a greater scale. Violence tends to happen in areas that have a history of disinvestment from the city where there are schools that, that are being closed down where there, there isn't good infrastructure. And there's also this history of trauma of um, both from community violence and police violence as well. So if we want to address violence in a sustainable way, I think we have to also look at these surrounding factors and and really focus on the quality of life of all residents, including low-income residents especially.
0: Nastia, thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Erica.
0: Nastia Voynovskaya is an associate editor at KQED Arts and Culture. The return of Town Nights starts tonight from 6 to 10 p.m. at parks around the city of Oakland. For more info on where, plus all the deets on the summer 2023 Town Nights schedule, we've got a link for you in our show notes. This 28-minute conversation was cut and edited by producer Maria Esquinca. Alan Montecilio scored this one and added all the tape. The rerun version of this episode was edited down by Alexander Gonzalez. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Thank you for listening. Talk to you next time.